Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. It's great to have you with us. This holiday season, we're bringing you some very special stories that add to the spirit of the holidays. The Little Match Girl by Hans Christian Andersen reminds us that while we celebrate the holidays and await the coming of the new year, many times ignoring the plight of the poor and the disenfranchised, others are struggling out of sight of our attention and care, and to many of them, leaving this world behind is the only way to find a better life. It's a well-written but sad tale that you can't help but take to heart. And now, The Little Match Girl by Hans Christian Andersen. Most terribly cold it was. It snowed and was nearly quite dark, an evening, the last evening of the year. In this cold and darkness, there went along the street a poor little girl, bareheaded and with naked feet. When she left home, she had slippers on, it is true. But what was the good of that? They were very, very large slippers, which her mother had hitherto worn. So large were they. And the poor little thing lost them as she scuffled away across the street because of two carriages that rolled by dreadfully fast. One slipper was nowhere to be found. The other had been laid hold of by an urchin, and off he ran with it. He thought it would do capitally for a cradle when he some day or other should have children himself. So the little maiden walked on with her tiny naked feet that were quite red and blue from the cold. She carried a quantity of matches in an old apron, and she held a bundle of them in her hand. Nobody had bought anything of her the whole live-long day. No one had given her a single farthing. She crept along, trembling with cold and hunger, a very picture of sorrow, the poor little thing. The flakes of snow covered her long, fair hair, which fell in beautiful curls around her neck. But of that, of course, she never once now thought. From all the windows the candles were gleaming, and it smelt so deliciously of roast goose. For you know it was New Year's Eve. Yes, of that she thought. In a corner formed by two houses, of which one advanced more than the other, she seated herself down and cowered together. Her little feet she had drawn close up to her, but she grew colder and colder, and to go home she did not venture, for she had not sold any matches and could not bring a farthing of money. From her father she would certainly get blows, and at home it was cold too, for above her she had only the roof, through which the wind whistled, even though the largest cracks were stopped up with straw and rags. Her little hands were almost numb with cold. Oh, a match might afford her a world of comfort if she only dared take a single one out of the bundle, draw it against the wall, and warm her fingers by it. She drew one out. How it blazed, how it burnt. It was a warm, bright flame, like a candle. As she held her hands over it, it was a wonderful light. It seemed really to the little maiden as though she were sitting before a large iron stove with burnished brass feet and a brass ornament at top. The fire burned with such blessed influence, it warmed so delightfully. 
the little girl had already stretched out her feet to warm them too. But the small flame went out. The stove vanished. She had only the remains of the burnt-out match in her hand. She rubbed another against the wall. It burned brightly, and where the light fell on the wall, there the wall became transparent like a veil, so that she could see into the room. On the table was spread a snow-white tablecloth. Upon it was a splendid porcelain service, and the roast goose was steaming famously with its stuffing of apple and dried plums. And what was still more capital to behold was, the goose hopped down from the dish, reeled about on the floor with knife and fork in its breast, till it came up to the poor little girl. When the match went out, and nothing but the thick, cold, damp wall was left behind. She lighted another match. Now there she was sitting under the most magnificent Christmas tree. It was still larger and more decorated than the one which she had seen through the glass door in the rich merchant's house. Thousands of lights were burning on the green branches, and gaily colored pictures, such as she had seen in the shop windows, looked down upon her. The little maiden stretched out her hands toward them when the match went out. The lights of the Christmas tree rose higher and higher. She saw them now as stars in heaven. One fell down and formed a long trail of fire. Someone is just dead, said the little girl, for her old grandmother, the only person who had loved her and who was now no more, had told her, that when a star falls, a soul ascends to God. She drew another match against the wall. It was again light, and in the luster there stood the old grandmother, so bright and radiant, so mild, and with such an expression of love. Grandmother, cried the little one, oh, take me with you. You go away when the match burns out. You vanish like the warm stove, like the delicious roast goose, and like the magnificent Christmas tree. And she rubbed the whole bundle of matches quickly against the wall, for she wanted to be quite sure of keeping her grandmother near her. And the matches gave such a brilliant light that it was brighter than at noonday. Never formerly had the grandmother been so beautiful and so tall. She took the little maiden on her arm and both flew in brightness and joy so high, so very high. And then above was neither cold, nor hunger, nor anxiety. They were with God. But in the corner, at the cold hour of dawn, sat the poor girl. With rosy cheeks and with a smiling mouth, leaning against the wall, frozen to death on the last evening of the old year. Stiff and stark sat the child there with her matches, of which one bundle had been burnt. She just wanted to warm herself, people said. No one had the slightest suspicion of what beautiful things she had seen. No one even dreamed of the splendor in which, with her grandmother, she had entered on the joys of a new year. 
Thank you for joining us at 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. Here are a few recent reviews from our fans. True Entertainment Mr. Hagedorn is obviously enjoying producing these wonderful podcasts as it is evident in his comprehensive research and the sound of joy in his expressive voice. So glad this is available. That's from El Zwardo via Apple Podcasts Canada. And this one, five stars. Great stories, very well narrated. I listened to this podcast on my way to work. I decided to walk to work every day a few months ago, and this podcast makes the walk very pleasant. Thank you. Great stories. That's from Catherine in Canada via Apple Podcasts. And this one, interesting stories. Thank you for reading these interesting stories. And that from XShare, Russia. And this one. This guy is great. He has the perfect voice for telling classic stories. I look forward to every episode. And that's from Cahaba Bomb, Apple Podcasts, U.S. And this one, from Al Baru. Brilliant, clear, and precise diction is easy to follow. As an Aussie, American accents can be difficult to follow. But you are easy listening. The stories are a great way to pass the time on tedious long trips. Keep up your great work. Albaru, Australia. And this one. Keep up with the classics. Thank you for being the audio of our classes' classics. My students appreciate your help with reading and listening to these stories. And that from Pineapple77, U.S. And a big reminder to all of you to check out our 31 Days of Christmas Memories over at 1001 Radio Days. That's our fourth podcast. You'll enjoy every day's episode, and there's a wide range of entertainment for you to choose from. We'll leave a link here in the show notes for both Apple and Android users. Until next time, this is your host and storyteller, John Hagedorn. And this is our story. We'll see you soon.